it's so exciting to have you on the podcast, Mel. I don't even know where to start. There's so much about you that we could get into. Let's start with astrocartography. So for someone who has no idea what it is, could you kind of explain what astrocartography is? I have no idea what it is, so you can just explain it to me. <laughs> I tried to explain it to her the other day, and I was like, you know how there's a chart, there's lines on a graph. She's like, that's not, you yeah, said nothing. That's not, that means nothing. Astrocartography is a system that I've been using. Um, it's changed my life, and it's changed many of my clients' lives. And the reason it does is because it basically can show you where in the world are your best places. So sometimes we'll, we might be like showing up and being our best selves and really aligned, but we might be in a place that can't see us or can't receive that aligned self. What it is, is basically if you've ever seen your regular astrology chart that shows you, you know, your sun sign, you know, you're a Libra, you're a Aries, whatever, that kind of stuff. You take that astrological chart, so it's basically a circle when you look at the regular astrology chart. That chart shows you as if little you, when you were born, it shows you like if, as if little you was looking up at the sky. It shows you where the planets were in the sky. That's what the circle regular astrology chart shows you. The astrocartography is the same information, but it's as if little you was up in the sky at the moment you were born looking down. So it's where the planets were. It's the same information, but it's just showing how they are aligned to the earth. So it's basically showing for your particular birth time, for your particular birth place, where you know the planets were aligned with the earth at that moment. Um, and, and aligned to you. Um, and so it just can show you like where are your magic sort of portals and special places in the world. Yeah, that's fascinating. So yeah. is it good to look at that for where to live or where to travel or? Yeah, so it can be used for so many things. Um, it can be used for your personal life or your professional life. It can show you where to physically lo be located, but it can also show you where to connect with people remotely. Or, um, you know, you can even connect with people like for example like someone who is born in a different location but they live where you are now they might react differently than someone who has lived in one place their whole life you don't have to actually physically travel to places sometimes those places can kind of come to you people who do yoga a lot of them who are really in love with like yoga have a lot of beneficial lines through india for example but they never actually had to necessarily go to India. So when I kind of first learned about this, I have weird lines, but I remember I had a Venus line through really actually uninhabited parts of Canada, unfortunately. That makes a lot of sense for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you also have remember, a lot of beneficial lines sort of through the Midwest. I do, yeah. And I remember I was like, oh, so I should meet a Canadian guy because like that's how I'll find love, right? And um, I remember you said something interesting about the Venus line versus Jupiter line. So do you want to get into that? There's this common misconception with astrocartography that you must be on your Venus line or meet people from your Venus line for you to fall in love. And I firmly don't believe that's the only option. So Venus lines are about love and beauty and all the qualities that Venus represents. And those might feel more, you know, alive to you when you are on a Venus line or meet someone from there. However, there's it depends what you personally want in a relationship. So some people, you know, 
want passion and love and fire. Some people want someone who, you know, is sort of their teammate that they're going to build with. Or some people want, you know, maybe they're a big communicator or a writer or like you guys have a podcast. Maybe that's their life purpose and they want someone who's really great at communicating with them, which would be more in the realm of Mercury. Some people who are really spiritual want a partner who's really spiritual. So then we'd be looking at different lines based on whatever you want in your relationship. Someone who might want a partner who's like a real partner and you can build and stuff together. What line would that represent? If you want to build like a spiritual center that might be, you know, in the realm of Neptune or like a very spiritual partnership in the realm of Neptune, if you want to build, um, you know, like something with communications in the realm of Mercury, if you want to build, um, you know, just if you were like sort of like in a more fiery, like I'm going to like, we want to build our careers and we want to like take over the world. Maybe that's Mars. Um, you know, and it depends obviously on other parts of your personality, but in traditional astrology, the planet that's like has to do a lot with building in general is Saturn. There's a saying in astrology that if you have a relationship without Saturn, it's like Venus, right? That Venus romance we were talking about before. But if you have Saturn, then it's like it has that ability to last and build together. I just like selfishly looked up my lines and I have a lot of lines through Australia, but the ones that are closest to my boyfriend are Neptune and Saturn. So so Neptune lines, I was just speaking with a client yesterday who's her partner has Neptune lines where they live. And Neptune lines, Neptune is when we were talking before about like, you know, having a partnership that feels, you know, more spiritual or intuitive or dreamy, which I know we've talked about you and I. Like a lot of my clients who are professional spiritual practitioners, who are professional psychics, mediums, you know, who do Akashic records, all of you know, anything in the spiritual realm, they often find if they're on that line, their spiritual gifts blossom and often develop more. So Tiffany is currently located in between her... Where am I located? Mercury <laughs> line and her moon line are you looking at my chart Eva yeah like a creep always 24 7 so yeah I think probably what you're looking at is like her astrocartography lines there's another set of lines that usually aren't on like the online software that's mm-hmm. your local space lines um and so there those those come out of your birthplace so there's like a few extra layers to it but yeah mercury and moon lines mercury lines like we were saying before if you like like if you're part of your passion in life is communication, speaking, writing, anything having to do with words and communicating technology. Yeah, Tiffany really likes communication, right? Like, I mean, it's it's really important. Like her words of affirmation is her love language. Like it's very important to you in a relationship, right? It's extremely important. And it's something I've really struggled with in the past. So wait, where I am right now, I'm in is it my location specifically being in DC? Yeah, it's smack dab in the middle of the Mercury line and the moon line. Yeah, so Mercury is often about communications and speaking and writing. Doesn't necessarily have an emotional component, okay? okay. So some people who are on the Mercury line might just feel like, you know, they're talking to people a lot, but they don't necessarily, or writing a lot or doing something with words a lot, but they don't necessarily feel fulfilled necessarily. Um, and, you know, I even have people who are very, you know, um, accomplished professional writers and publishers and all that. And they, they love their Mercury line because they feel very prolific with that. But they often, sometimes they don't feel like they're getting that soul connection. So sometimes that can happen. But what's cool is 
the moon line that you also have, moon is that um, deeper emotional connections. The moon is emotional connections, yin energy, more like inward, more has more depth to it. So the combination of the two is really lovely. That's so interesting because that's so on point with where I am right now. (laughs) So weird. That's so weird. I know a lot of people in astrocartography are really afraid of the Pluto line. Could you Mm -hmm. talk about that a little? I say this as someone who lived on her Pluto line for 30 years. So, and this is part of the reason that I learned this system is because of that. And so, um, and I have a lot of clients who are on their Pluto line and that's why they come to me or um, they're moving to their Pluto line and they want to understand it because there is a lot of misconception about it. So Pluto is traditionally related to the underworld in mythology. Um, so it can be like the unseen, the underworld, the subconscious. Um, it's also about deep, intense transformations. It often has to do with stripping away what doesn't matter. So typically on a Pluto line, there's a mix of, you could have these very beautiful, intense transformations, sort of like, you know, going into a chrysalis and becoming a new kind of butterfly. There can be these really beautiful transformations. The way it gets tricky on Pluto lines is if you are trying to be recognized and valued on a Pluto line. That's where it can often get the most tricky. Let's say you're on your Pluto line and you meet other people who have grown up on their on yet on that Pluto line their whole life. They never traveled, they never really lived somewhere else. Versus if I meet if I'm on my Pluto line and I meet someone like you, right, who's lived in various places, that that person is not necessarily fully Pluto to you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it can also like you could be on a Pluto line, but you might not like if you meet people who have spent a lot of their life in other places, they might actually bring other energies to you. But Pluto, yeah, the way it gets tricky is let's say you want to you're doing something with work or you want to be valued. It often can feel like you are like you're trying really hard, you're you're showing up beautifully, you're super aligned, and people just literally can't fully see you. Where are our Pluto lines? Because like let's avoid that Jeez. Uh, yours are like nowhere you've been or probably will go like it's like oh. through Nova Scotia and okay well <laughs> like avoiding the no- and stuff yeah it's they not, can yeah. be really they can be a really good place though if you're at if you're like going through intense transformation so there actually is for there's all these different times in your life when you have different planetary energies activated this is like another thing that's called like astrological life stages so typically, there actually is one, Pluto square, it's called, around age 40 to 42. So most people have some of that Pluto energy in their life around that time. So sometimes, whether you're in that period or if you're in another time in your life when you're like, I want to get back to the root, the rawness, the truth of who I am. And like sometimes Pluto lines can be helpful for that. This was crazy. So we have a friend who is like constantly in crisis is the best way I can describe it. She constantly has health issues that everything goes wrong with her apartment. I mean, she's just, do you, have you ever had friends like that where it's like, she's never settled or okay? Everything is, it's just not, and it's not her fault. Yeah. One day Mel reached out to her and was like, um, 
can I look up your chart? I just, I have a feeling that you might be living on your Pluto line. And she looked it up and sure enough, she's smack dab in the middle of her Pluto line. Yeah. Did she move? Cause I feel like yeah. I was she is moving. She's currently moving. Um, my Pluto line actually runs right through Miami, which is part of why I was always hesitant to come visit you in Miami, Tiffany, which sounds crazy. You can sense it sometimes. What line is in Miami for me? Because I lived in Miami briefly. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Whenever you have multiple lines that are near each other, so if they're within like a 300-mile range of each other, both energies will – multiple energies will be activated. So, for example, where I grew up, which New York, I actually have Pluto, but I also have the sun. And the sun is where you shine and you're happy. So I experienced some of the Pluto elements, but because I also had the sun there – like you mean you knew me while I was there I was I was happy I was happy to be there wait Tiffany your Pluto line does run right by um Bermuda and the British Virgin Islands have you been to either no and I will never be going so (laughs) (laughs) unless you want a deep transformation experience yeah so Tiffany has a Jupiter line through right through Amsterdam and I have a Mars line right through Amsterdam would that be somewhere that would be beneficial podcasting wise for us <laughs> such a specific question yeah I actually might be going to Amsterdam next month which is weird you ask that <laughs> I fully believe that it's you can't just look at the astrocartography you gotta look at your needle chart too so we need okay. to like know you know where is the Mars in your chart? What planet is it in? You know, all of that kind of information. And and also, like, your past experience on Mars lines, if you, like, how you felt on them, if you hated it, if you liked it, you know. Mars lines, as a general rule, just for everyone to think about, is Mars is the god of war in mythology. So Mars can activate this sort of warrior energy and passion and fire, um, which is the positive aspect of it. But for a lot of my clients myself included, Mars lines can also activate challenges, triggers, things that force you to question, what do I stand for? What do I want to fight for? Going back to that warrior-ness. It can be a place where you can really sort of stand in your power, but often for most of my clients, there are things along it that sort of trigger you to get back into your power. So it can be really beautiful, but it can, it just depends how you handle that. If that's something like some of my clients just get very irritated and frustrated. Mm. And with the Jupiter, with Tiffany, Jupiter just feels kind of different. Jupiter doesn't feel irritating. So Jupiter often feels like things are easy. Things are working really well. So it might be that you guys would have like, like different experience of the place. They're both beneficial. It's just like good to know before you like step into a place like what each, especially when there's two people or more than two people together. Like it's good to know what what, what different people might experience in the place. Got it. And is Jupiter overall like the line that we should be looking for? (laughs) Jupiter is really a beneficial line. But like I said, it really depends what you want in 
in life. So at that particular moment, what your soul wants right now. If your soul's craving that feeling of being recognized and valued, then Jupiter lines can be really beneficial to play with. That's the, Jupiter is the largest planet in the solar system. It's about expansion and people recognizing you as your expanded, like sort of bigger, best and brightest self. So it can be really lovely, but if there's, there's always like, you know, it just depends what, what you want. Like I have a lot of clients, for example, who are professional writers and they need to go and write or go and do something with words. Then they love to be on their mercury lines because that's where they feel that energy is most activated. So it just depends like what you need to do at this time in your life, but for being recognized and valued, Jupiter is really helpful. Right. Heva, what lines do I have in Eng- I have a weird connection with London and England and I go there pretty often. I mean, I um I haven't gone in a minute, but I'm actually going next month. Heva, is there any is it a, a good line or is it a bad line? So Is there any lines? The only line you have through England is um a Mercury line, but it's not close to London. That's okay. If it's within like three hundred miles or like about four hundred and fifty kilometers in each direction, then it's still within range. Also, I don't know if what you're looking at has her local space lines, but there's also local no. space lines and that could I would assume you have some local space lines going through there too. I'm looking at local space lines uh yeah local space lines but it's very confusing honestly I honestly (laughs) like what I would recommend and I don't usually recommend people spend money on things but frankly (laughs) astrocartography is highly confusing like anything else like just look up your chart whatever but like yeah if you don't want to have a headache And I don't know, I'm not here to judge what people do and don't want in their lives. But if you don't want to have a headache, I would recommend that you uh, just book a reading because I don't like I'm pretty smart not to brag, but I think I'm pretty smart. And I it makes absolutely no sense to me. Like it's just this bizarre graph with lines everywhere. And it's yeah. And look, everything that you've said so far, the very little amount of information makes complete sense. Like it's scary how accurate it is. And like I've lived in a few places this past year and I feel like if you're planning on moving or you don't know where you want to go or you're planning on traveling with your significant other, maybe like check it before you book it. I don't know. No, 100%. I highly recommend that and I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, especially if you're, I've had a lot of people who are partners who they move together and then one person has really challenging astrocartography in that place and the other person's thriving and it's just, they don't know why and then they come to me and I'm like, this is very obvious that this is going to happen before you moved there. Or I have, you know, a lot of clients who book their honeymoon to a place that, you know, is marketed as being picture perfect, like, you know, Hawaii or some beautiful place. And then they go there and they have the worst time. And I look at their chart and they have all these really challenging lines there. And I'm like, that would not have been the place you should have gone. (laughs) And you just spent all this money to be like in a, like a dark night of the soul on your honeymoon. So yeah, it's it's definitely helpful. Yeah. Can we actually talk about human design a little bit? Because we haven't talked about it at all on this podcast and I'm pretty into human design and you're obviously like a bit of an expert in it. So I usually do a session where I combine the human design with the astrology and the astrocartography. And the main thing that you know, 
my goal for my clients, like some people are really, really technical and they're like, you need to understand every little bit of all of these charts. And I don't really believe that. I, I mean, you can, and I think that's beautiful. But I think what's most important is what do you, what does your soul really want right now in your life? And then how can we help you get there? Whatever that is, you know, basically what do you want to manifest and how do we use these tools to help you like realize your most unique aligned way to do that? So with the human design, what I usually look at is a lot of the basics you know, there's all the details of the gates and all of the, the all of that. Mm-hmm. But at the most basic, I look at there's the all the different types. Like, what kind of type are you? Are you a projector? Are you a manifester, etc. Therefore, like, how do you energetically connect with people? There's all of the profiles as well. So, like, are you a one three or I think we're both four sixes um, and you know, what, and that your profile actually can be used to determine how you can bond with people. And I find this really, really helpful for people to know, especially because when we're looking at the astrocartography, a lot of it has to do with how am I going to connect with people? That's really what we're looking at. Like, where can I feel like, where can I, you know, do stuff for myself? But a lot of astrocartography is how do I connect, whether it's romantically or in partnerships or be recognized or, you know, and so, it, I one of the main things I look at with human design is I look at connection charts, which, we, which we've looked at a lot together. And um, I look at, you know, the profiles, how different profiles connect. Let's back up for a second. So my understanding of human design just basically is it's like a more intense version of, of astrology. Exactly. I think it's, it's taking the astrology into consideration with other systems. Yeah. So I think it's a combination of astrology. There's a bit of like Vedic system in there. There's Kabbalah and the Chinese I Ching system. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, we're not going to get into it because it's so deep. It's so intense. But there are all these... Um, centers that largely line up with the chakras and the Vedic system. So if you've done yoga and stuff, you're probably familiar with chakras. Uh, there's, I think, a couple that are slightly different. And then um, we're, we're not going to touch on gates and channels and stuff because it's so confusing. But there's five main energy types that you can have. And um, and that's kind of based on which of your centers are filled in or not. And then there's way, way deeper stuff. And um, Tiffany has something that I've never seen before. And I've probably looked at like hundreds of charts. Every single one of Tiffany's centers are defined. Yeah, I've seen people like that. What is, am I just crazy? Is that what that means? No, no, no. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I have, I have clients where I've seen that. So what it means is there's like, there's shapes. They look like, it looks like a, sort of like a body with shapes on them. And some of them are white and some of them have colors. And so when they have colors, that means they're defined. When they're white, that means they're sort of like open. You can receive more energies and so forth. When you have them colored in, it means that that's an area where you're more defined. Most people have at least one not colored in, but there are people who have all of them, like in your case, all of them fully colored in. And so what that means is you're super defined in and of yourself. So on the other hand, people who have a lot of white space open, they might be just like, they might feel people more intensely or like, you know, I'm that type. I have a lot of white space open. So I'm a projector. And so... um Uh, Like, but the way, like if we were in the same situation and we met the same person or had the same experience, how we feel that experience might be really different. Like you might feel it 
not quite at, you might feel like, oh, this was great. And I might feel like this crazy energy shift in a very strong way because I'm just so open. It can affect how you experience life and how you how you connect with people. I feel like that's so big for like dating because I've dated guys where we've been in the same situation and I've had a completely different experience. And I've dated guys where like, we're sensing and feeling the same exact things in situations and that can really mess up a relationship if you're if that's happening if you're not having the same experience because you can't really communicate your way through that like there's not much you can do it also really depends on like we said on the astral cartography what energies are like we were saying if you guys both went to amsterdam you might both feel really differently or Also, like your astrology chart, like if someone is like super motivated, if they have all their planets in one area of their chart and you have all your planets in another area of your chart, like you might experience the world super differently than them. But there's also this extra layer that I really, really like to look at, which I know we've talked about a little bit, bonding strategies. Um, It's like, so each type has different bonding strategies. So some types like to, you know, they be like, you know, wanting to like nurture you or be hospitable to you. And that's what makes them feel happy. It's kind of like love languages, but it's sometimes it's something that people don't realize. For example, like we are both four sixes. Four six people, their bonding strategy is like, first, can I trust you? Can I confide in you or not? That's our first like sort of thought. And then the second is like, are you one of my soul people? This might be a stupid question, but is it smarter to look at like if someone comes to you and they're dating someone, it's probably smarter to do your charts together because could someone's chart be something, but then you trigger something with your chart and then together there's like a totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like it seems like if you just looked at a guy's chart and didn't like compare it to yours, hundred percent, which is something that you would have to do. Like you could see his chart and be like, oh my God, he's like this. But if you counteract it with your chart, it could bring certain things out of each other. A hundred percent. I would, I would, for everyone that I interact with myself as well. And for my clients, I do that. I look at charts individually and then the charts together in I look, I compare them in astrophotography, astrology, and human design. And honestly, if some of those don't line up, I would, you know, I, it's good to know that before you like spend a whole life with someone or do a partnership. Because also I'm just thinking off of dating, like certain people bring certain things out of you. And I think there is a reason for that. Like I'm not the same. I mean, I'm pretty similar, but there's guys that have brought a certain side out of me that like no other guy has. One thing that I like to look at, and we've looked at this before a little bit, is like, where are your ascendants in connection to each other? So that often illuminates what sort of are the themes of the relationship. So for example, if your ascendant or his ascendant, when you connect the charts um, in astrology, um, if one of them is in like, let's say it's in the house of career, then it might be like this relationship's about building our career together. Or like another one might be all about like the eighth house, which is about like sex and magnetism. And it's going to be super different than the relationship where your career is activated. <laughs> and so it's good to know that for sure. So then you're like, well, what is the purpose? Why is the, you know, I'm this relationship. How can I step into that? Um, I want to switch gears for a minute. So you moved to Hawaii, what is it, like two years ago now? 
And you've had just crazy manifestations there. And so we've done a full episode on manifestation with a manifestation coach. But um, I would say like you and I kind of follow a different modality. So could you maybe talk about the biggest things you've learned about manifestations and maybe tips on manifesting that are very like lay and easy and just, I don't know, patterns, whatever you think would be interesting. I didn't intend to move here, actually. I intended to spend a year, 2020, (laughs) traveling to all of my beneficial astrocartography places around the world. And I had, um, I'm I'm a pro photographer in addition to doing all the astrology work. And so I had clients and uh, workshops and set up all over the world. So anyway, so I wasn't intending to move here. But what I was intending to do was to take this big step toward that. So I did a ton of self work beforehand. And so that really helped me just to you know, work through what were my belief systems and what were, how was I functioning and, um, and understand all of these systems we're talking about today. I think that being in certain places can help. Like if you're, you know, in a place where that supports, like we were talking about the astrocartography that supports whatever you're trying to manifest. Like if you're trying to write a book, being on your Mercury line, if you're trying to, you know, connect with people um, and, you know, be supported by people and find like a new soul family, maybe your Jupiter or your sun line or something. Um, But so I think the place helps. um, But I think also like really understanding your astrological life stage and the timing also helps too. Like um, if you're, you know, there's certain astrological life stages and certain times with your transits that help. And so I, I knew that before I left as well. Like I knew that the year before that really wasn't supportive for my, my travel. Um, so I was timing it according to all that. Since I've come here, I've lived in over like 25 different places and all of which I've manifested um, primarily through relationships. So in my astrology, I have most of my planets in the house of partnerships. Um, And so that's how I manifest. So it really helps to know your astrology, like and know like, where might you be able to where what are your strengths and your opportunities that are unique to you, like some other people, you know, might manifest by making a lot of money, and then that's how they get things. But for me, it's almost always through partnerships. I think the biggest thing for me has been I've sort of learned, like, I think when I was in um, New York, growing up in New York, in a very family with a lot of corporate executives, I was always taught you have to have a plan that can work for some people. For me, it doesn't really work that well. I have like a general idea. And I think it also depends in the human design, you know, how do you make decisions? Like I'm a splenic decision maker. So I make decisions very quickly in the moment. I know if something's right or not in the human design, are you a specific or non-specific manifester, which I think we've also talked about. And I'm non-specific. So I just have an idea of what I want to feel. And then I just sort of show up and do things um, that light me up. I'm a projector. So that's a big part of being a projector as well. So I was just sort of, um, I had an idea, like I wanted to meet people who felt like family. I wanted to, you know, uh, do work that made my, 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 my soul happy. And so then I just would sort of like try something and I kept shifting and just adapting. And I think that's why I, my business did well during COVID and I wasn't really feeling down during COVID. I sort of stayed bouncy, I call it. Like I was like, if some opportunity came up, like I was willing to cancel my meetings that day and just like go for it. Like I just, I really tried not to be so like latched on to things that I couldn't let like magic come in 
so to speak. So basically look at where you thrive because you said partnerships is where it's easy for you, right? Yes. Yeah. So in your astrology chart, whatever, you know, you can look at where your key planets are in your natal chart. And for example, where's your sun? Where's your Jupiter? Like where are the majority of your planets? Like, and what, you know, just looking at that in more detail, I, I, I think can really help you be like, figure out what is your best strategy to manifest. And could someone just look at like, okay, this might be really stupid, but could you just look at like your sun, your moon and your rising and kind of go off of that or no? no? I would it has look to at be much where, deeper. The, like what, what houses they're in, in the astrology. Okay. And so I wouldn't, just, yeah. And I yeah. would look, yeah, I would look more completely. Like if you have like five planets in the house, like that's important for you probably to understand what's, what that house means to you. Like, for example, okay. a house is like an area of your life. So like, for example, I have a friend who, say a client of mine who has six planets in the house of the sixth house, which is all about health and wellness. So a lot of his ways that he connects with people is through health and wellness. And, and if, if he's trying to connect with them in a different way, it sometimes doesn't work. And we've talked about this before, that some experiences are not like your dream thing. Like, and I think that's one difference of what like, you know, a lot of these manifestation coaches are like, say no to everything that's not exactly what you want. And I actually don't think that. I think that sometimes you have to learn a lesson by having an experience that's an almost and like stepping into that fully and learning the lesson in order for the next thing to show up. I really believe that. And we've talked about that. I think we call like I we talked about it being like a catapult before, I think. And I think that's really important. Um, I think that I've like, you know, especially if you're like in a new place, like I'm in a a new a culture that is drastically different than where I grew up. So there are just some experiences that I need to have. Yes, I might need to date someone for a little bit who really can be a great teacher or spend time with someone who's a teacher who's not like going to be my husband forever, but maybe like they'll ha- they'll teach me things that I and like help me get rid of some of that conditioning from my past place that might help me get back into my alignment and into like my truth. And so I think there are I think that's one thing that is kind of different than like, you know, TBM and some of these other methodologies that I actually believe that sometimes you you need to like put yourself into experiences that aren't the like waiting for the perfect one thing. Yeah, I'm looking at my chart right now. I just pulled it up. <laughs> yeah, me too. I looked at like, I looked at like what houses most of my signs are in. It's like you have the planets and then you have the houses and then you have the signs. That's what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can yeah, tell yeah. you what houses yeah. most of your signs. Mine are is twelve. Me. Okay, what does that mean? So the twelfth house is about sort of the things that are unseen, and it's like the other realm, the spiritual. A lot of my clients who have a lot of planets in the twelfth house say that they sometimes like feel like they're seeing things from like a more higher level perspective. That they're, it's almost like they can see, you know, sort of spiritual things or why things are happening from a perspective that is almost like superhuman um, in a way. And so it can be developed, of course, more, you know, with developing your spiritual gifts or, you know, doing trainings and so forth. But there's definitely a lot of my clients with planets in that house often are spiritual practitioners. That's freaking me out because I've had so many like weird experiences that we should probably do a whole episode on. But that's 
scary. Oh my fucking God. Heva, what's yours? Mine's an even split between the fourth and the tenth. What does that mean? What's the tenth and fourth house? The fourth house is about this feeling of family. Um, either like your chosen family or your blood family. And and the tenth house is about career. Um, and so and I would say, you know, in general, that's very much like how you approach things like, you know, you're leading, you know, the TBM and my C community, like a family, like, you know, like, it's, you know, everything you do, it feels like this, like, sisterhood family, you know, nurturing space, but it's also like, it's, it's done in a prof- very professional way. Okay, so pretty much, I think everyone's probably thoroughly confused. And <laughs> I would really just recommend just book a session with Mel. I think that'll clear it up. You'll get clarity on your personal thing. We'll put all of your info in the show notes so people know exactly where to find you. Yeah, I think I get everything now. Like I went in really not knowing shit and I have a really good idea. But I definitely think... 100% 100% book a session yeah, because there's so much. Yeah, there's so much. Like there's no way we could get into everything for everyone. So No, there's 12 houses. Like we just covered like <laughs> our biggest one yeah. of 12. And then yeah. there's planets in the houses. There's zodiac signs. Like it's so, I'm looking at my chart. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck to start with this. Yeah, and it's, if it's any reassurance, it took me a while to, for it to start to make sense to me. Like it's, it definitely was something at first where I was like, this is all fascinating, but I don't understand it. And so it took right. me a, a lot of study. And now it all makes sense to me. I can look at something quickly and it all makes sense. Um, but it, it definitely mm-hmm. took time to get there. One thing that a lot of my clients like to do to just sort of reflect on their journey is like, think about, you know, what did you, if you think of past you, like five, 10 years ago, what did you really want? And then what have you learned since then? Like, what did you discover? That's such a deep question. I'm like deep in thought about that now. (laughs) A simple simple thing you can do is just, and I have a lot of my clients and students do this, is spend five minutes, put a five-minute timer on, and um, just write out like, okay, think about me five, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, and write out, I wanted, I craved, and then under it, like after you write out a bunch of them, you know, after a few minutes, just write you know, think of you now and under each one, right? Like I discovered, like, how did you, how did you get what you wanted? Heva, what's yours? <laughs> Just let's end on this note. 10 years ago? Five to 10. We'll say five to 10. Okay. 10 years ago, I wanted stability, health. Five years ago, partnership. And what is it now? Is it still that? Because it's contrasting to what you want now though. Like, what did you learn? Well, I feel that like you I still kinda, want those things. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I kind of achieved those things. Yeah. Now my focus is really just on career. Because, yeah, those two I kind of hit. I love that. What about you? What was yours? I think the biggest thing for me has been um, I wanted to figure out how to use my gifts. Like I said, I grew up on my Pluto line, so I always had talents, but they weren't always recognized. Right? We talked about the Pluto line and or valued. And so um, use my gifts. And also I really have just always wanted to live in a warmer climate by the water. Mm. That's just been my like my dream my whole life. And so and I had no idea how I was going to do that in a way that felt um aligned like I'd visit these places and they'd feel happy but I didn't feel connected to the cultures or the people when I would visit in a deep way 
Um, and so I think that was, I had to like do a lot of letting the universe show me, <laughs> like just sort of, so to speak, like just, you know, I'm going to go to the place and then I'm going to, you know, use all these different methods to sort of try to like, you know, pitch people ideas or, or see what it's like to work here or see what it's like to like learn how to build the life that I dreamed of um, in a new place that I didn't know anybody. So I think that was my biggest thing. And that's what I help my clients do now. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Tiffany, what are yours? I think 10 years ago, it was to have be loved by someone else. And I think it was kind of the same thing five years ago. And I think mm. now I realized to like make myself love a priority. Mm-hmm. And I really let go of that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think I had that for the past decade was to receive love and by it by another person. Mm-hmm. And now I've really prioritized the relationship I have with myself. I love so. that. How beautiful. Yes. <laughs> All right, I think so, we should yeah. end on that, right? I think that's yeah! it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. It was so educational, informative, interesting. I'm like obsessed with my chart now. <laughs> know, and right? yeah, everyone check the info and definitely book a session. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so thank much. You. Mel. It's so nice to see your face. <laughs>